looking live at one of the grandest venues in American sport, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So much hype has been heaped on this college football game, Dan, I'm beginning to have a hard time swallowing. All the band is out on the field! He's going to Welcome to the First and Him Podcast. Let's talk that football. Welcome to another episode of First and Him here, hosted by myself, Hudson, and, and Connor. Um, we're back today with our week one wrap-up, recap, whatever you want to call it. Um, apologize in advance. My voice is a little little gone. Um, had, had a big weekend. Went to, went to two big-time games that we'll talk about tonight. Um, but, yeah, no excited. We'll, we'll, we'll run through. Um, to start out, kind of a recap on mine and Connor's best bets um, for the week. Talk about our guest pickers and then get into some uh, game recap from from this weekend. It was a, a pretty exciting weekend in our first full slate in a long time. Um, so with that, Connor, you want to start and just go through your uh, – run through your best bets and, and tell everyone how you did here? Yeah, so best bets overall went five and three. I hit my two uh, starred bets, my bigger bets of the week uh, in UConn and East Carolina. Uh, Texas Tech fooled me. I thought they were co- going to come out a lot hotter. Uh, yeah, they did. I mean, no, I mean they did come out hot. They were up seventeen zero, and then right, and, right, they just didn't finish. Didn't yeah, finish no, the they, job. they came out, they came out on fire. Connor hey, shout, me. shout out to Wyoming though. They looked yeah, great. yeah, yeah. That was that was a hell of a job sticking in that game and staying there. Connor texted me when it was up. They're up fourteen zero, and there's thirteen minutes left in the first quarter. It was like, oh, with this. Couldn't have started any better. And then we were laughing when it was in double overtime four hours later. Complete sadness. But, uh, other than, I mean, another team that kind of I got fooled by was North Texas. Uh, that was just one of those uh, new, new coach. Thought they were going to bring some mojo in. Clearly not. Ben Finley got me again. Uh, ben Finley. Always... He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. He was so good. He has a knack for coming in at weird times and weird games and just playing well. He could never be a full-time starter, though. Yeah, he's yeah, an no. excellent backup. Yeah, no, I agree. He, I honestly, I had no idea he was on Cal. Um, I didn't either until until today or I guess and, yesterday, or and, Saturday. And then he just he just came in and just just lit it up. Like it it was impressive how good he was off the bench. No doubt, but I nailed Utah and Colorado as well. Uh, really happy with that. And then UNC was was too free. Uh, their defensive line looked great. I don't know if it was the South yeah. Carolina offensive tackles, but that was. Uh, I mean, South Carolina stood no chance. Rattler was rattled all night. Yeah, um, which yeah, was, we'll which was something sure. to see. Um, but yeah, so five and three overall. Uh, I did lose the LSU one. I won't get too much into that one. I know HUD has some thoughts on that game. Uh, but yeah, five and three had a really good overall week, and and just you know happy with the week one performance. Hope to build on it. Yeah, no, Connor. Connor was good. My week one was not nearly as good. Um, three and six on the on the guest picker games with Trav pending. Uh, we we still have the Duke game tonight, which is a weird. The only week we have a Monday night football game. Um, so three and six on there. Connor went seven and two. Um, so Connor definitely got the best of me this week. Um, my best bets: uh, Florida plus four and a half loser. Um, I, I got fooled. I live with uh, with Ted. He, he's he's been in my ear all, all summer long about Florida, um, and I actually have some opinions about that game. Um, but that was a loser. Hit Nebraska on Thursday night plus seven, which in an absolute heartbreaking fashion. I, I don't know how they lost that game. They they covered easily, but I mean, just in typical ne- Nebraska fans are cursed. That was it, typical Matt Rule fashion, right there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I spitting up on himself on the sideline, right? Yeah, exactly. At this point, like, I actually feel bad for Nebraska fans. Like, they, I, I don't, I don't necessarily get it. Um, I don't understand how they keep losing. Um, Michigan minus thirty six. Uh, Michigan didn't cover. We'll, we'll talk about that one a little bit. Um, team total over forty one and a half in the TCU game. We'll definitely touch on that one. 
That was a wild one. Um, Texas Tech minus 14 lost. Uh, we, we spoke about that. USC on Saturday night, loser. South Alabama against Tulane, they got blown out um, and then hit Florida State plus two and a half to go three and four in the week. So definitely not my best week. Um, but again, Florida State bailed me out big time. Um, I, I had a sizable wager on that one last night to kind of get me out of the hole and, and it hit and it hit in great fashion. Um, so three and four week one, um, Connor five and three. Connor's out to the lead in the in the guest picking kind of season long race, and Travis, um, our guest picker for week one, is five and four pending uh, the Clemson Duke game where he is Clemson minus twelve and a half. So, if he gets that, um, Connor and I are both on Duke. But if if Trav gets that, going six and four is a respectable week one um, kind of pick against the spread. I, we, I, I think we both know this. Anytime you're over five hundred, it's a great week. Um, so I'll, I'll actually be interested to see kind of how that goes all year with with the different with the different guest pickers and kind of how people will come because there'll definitely be some people who will probably go seven and three, eight and two, and then there's definitely going to be some two and eights. Um, so it, picking against the spread is tough. That's why we want to do against the spread as opposed to just winners, um, like college game day does it. But um, it'll be, it'll be a fun it'll be a fun season long race, and we're excited to kind of track it. We'll keep you guys updated for kind of who's leading the top two as as we keep going through the season. Um, no doubt. And something just to touch on the South Alabama and North Texas, they became big public dogs. Um, and that's something we need to watch out for. Uh, just yeah. when, you see a, when you see a dog that's getting so much public love, usually not a good sign. Yeah. I mean, that is true. Colorado was the biggest public dog and they won outright at 20 point underdogs. But yes, South Alabama and North Texas became very trendy picks. And it's almost like when you're betting against those kind of mid-majors and mid-majors, the wrong term, it's a college basketball term, but when you're betting against those kind of group of five teams and uh, who are playing FBS schools early on with kind of nothing to lose and, and, and the public gets behind you, I, I think that does tend to happen where, where you kind of trick yourself into it. Um, so something to just monitor, but, but Connor's absolutely right with those is they, they got a ton of money um, and, and both of them got honestly blown out. So just to correct, you were you were three and five. Uh, a little miscount there. Um, three and five, correct. and then I went five correct. and three. Yep, that's yeah. that's an old fashioned. Uh, I don't know how to add. So yeah, three and five. Connor went five and three. We both had eight picks this week. Um, so thank you for for that correction. Absolutely. Um, worse worse than I thought, which is perfect. Um, but anyways, like I said, Florida State got me out of the hole big time. Um, so we'll, we'll touch on that one probably last, just based on what we'll go in uh, order of the games. Um, but we can get it started Thursday night. Um, I, I think me and Connor both got something to say about the NC State-UConn game. Um, so we can start there. Um, I, I watched that game on my iPad on on uh, Thursday. Um, I, I think, again, that was that was a little bit of a weird game. Um, UConn went down and scored on that first drive and then got that long touchdown. Um the, the NC State defense looked solid um, beside, honestly, that first drive. And then they got that one big play on them. Um, so I think NC State looks good. And I think NC State can, can has has some – I think, honestly, both teams can be pretty happy with, with how that game went. Um, I think Brennan Armstrong was fantastic. Uh, honestly, maybe better than advertised. I don't know about you, Connor. I didn't know he could run the ball. I, I wasn't aware of it either. Uh, but I, I did not think he looked as fantastic. I mean, I thought he looked great. But I don't know if he's going to be able to run like that against other teams yeah. that he's facing. Yeah. And that's what worries me. Because other than that, the NC State offense looked very just stagnant at times. It didn't look great. Yeah, um, no, and, that, and, that, and that's where I was getting to is, is I think I think against a better defense, and it'll be good to see this week against Notre Dame. But I don't know if he's going to run the ball like that. I don't know if they're going to want to run him like that. Um, no, and no, again, not against that, Notre Dame. We, we, we've known the NC State offense to be a little bit stagnant. Um, it, it wasn't very good last year. And then again, like you said, like Ben Finley came into that weird game against UNC and just cooked him. Um, so it's just like NC State's had an up and down offense. Um, but again, I think from NC State's perspective, you, you leave that game happy. Um, didn't cover, but, but obviously they don't care about covering. Looked fine. And, and it, and it, it will be interesting to see how much they kept under wraps um, and figured they, they're just a better team than UConn and didn't really need a lot of it. I think that's a story of a lot of this weekend, to be honest, 
is right. teams that are just better and didn't need to roll out the red carpet um, and, and maybe had a little bit of a lackluster performance. So it's hard not to overreact to week one, but, but I mean, why, why have a podcast if you're not going to overreact to week one? So, right. And I mean, another thing I noticed was just their receivers. I know they lost Thayer Thomas last year, but I, I saw that uh, at number 82 Timmons and Porter Rooks, they dropped a couple balls. Um, and, and obviously, I mean, dropping a big third down conversion can really hurt you against a team like Notre Dame. Uh, didn't yeah. hurt him this time, but uh, first game jitters, who knows, but they need to find that guy to go to on third down. Um, but that running back number 34, I think that, that yeah. loss. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. No. And see, and state, they, they, and number two looked solid. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to claim to know these guys' names, um, but, but number two looked good. I yep. mean, um, again, I, I'm excited for that game this week because I think the spreads out it's NC state plus seven at home. So we're line spread. stinks. Um, it, it'll be good to see because, like, like I said in our ACC preview and last week when we previewed the UConn game, I do think the NC State front seven is is very good. Um, I'm interested to see Notre Dame probably is a top five offensive line in the country. Um, it, it, I'm excited to see that matchup. Um, to, to see how right now Notre Dame played uh, who they played last night, McNeese State or something. And, they haven't been uh, tested yet. They have not been. Yeah, a, exactly. Navy wasn't wasn't a very fair matchup. So that was a nationally televised game. They have a lot of hype. Hartman played very well. Um, but I'm excited to see that game this week. So um no doubt. And then and then the only other kind of Thursday game that that uh I I was tuned into was the Florida Utah game. Um again, I I guess I, I fell into the Florida hype here, um, especially with Cam rising out. But to be honest here. Um, I don't know if you watched that game, Connor. You were watching the UConn NC State game. Yeah, I was. It was on my laptop. Yeah, it, Utah was not very impressive. Um, granted, I'll cut them some slack. Cam Rising's out, and and like I said last week, that was the reason I kind of took Florida in this spot because I felt Cam Rising was the the heart and soul of the, of that of that team. But with that being said, they hit the one big play um, in the beginning of the, in the beginning of the game. Awesome way to start out your season. They scored one play after getting a pick six or a pick in, in Florida's red zone. Other than that, they didn't really do anything. They ran that weird two-quarterback system that didn't really work. The backup was not great, even though they kept hyping up how athletic he was and, and how great he was. And I actually think Florida played better than the score was um, just just because, I mean, the greater they had the two number threes in the field and the punt. Like just so many false starts and stupid mistakes on third and fourth and short. Um, so I think honestly, if I'm a Florida fan, um, you can actually take a little bit from that and feel okay about the rest of the year because honestly, I, I I'm not super high on either team. And and I think if Utah doesn't get Cam Rising back before uh, Pac-12 play, I think they might be in a bit of trouble because I, I thought they were pretty. I thought it was a pretty uninspiring performance um, at home for them in, in week one. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Utah's defense looked incredible. I thought they looked really good on defense. Um, obviously, Mertz still had over 300 yards passing. A lot of that had to do with the score itself. They were down by so many, they had to throw the ball. Um, yeah. They had seven team sacks. Uh, they had an interception as well. They looked, they, I mean, they looked like a Utah defense. Uh, they're still going to be a top, you know, 25 defense in the country this year. That quarterback play is not going to be sustainable in the Pac-12. They definitely need cam rising back if they get cam rising back i think they're a top 15 team in the country if they don't i think they might struggle at times especially in a loaded pack 12 and, uh, and they, i do think i do think he's coming back i i I've seen yeah oh yeah that, that he'll get back as soon as this week um and i think they can beat baylor this week without cam rising but ultimately I mean, right. I would the sure, quarterback I would sure play hope was, so. the quarterback play was sloppy that defense i thought did look great i mean mertz at times i thought he didn't look like a veteran in college football. He was holding the ball too long, and it was just a weird overall game. It was sloppy, yeah. like we predicted too. I mean, it was a sloppy it, game. It, exactly. Um, it was a very, it was a very first game of the season type of game. Right. Um, but I thought so, Utah dominated all facets of the game personally. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't think I mean, Florida ever it, had a chance at all in that game. I mean, yeah. I I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. It it was seven to three, and Florida was driving the ball. Um, down the field, and then got that again. The false start on on the third and one, and then and then on the following drive didn't get the fourth one. So again, I actually think the score was closer than than it was made out to be. And and I actually think I actually think Florida 
although Florida didn't cover and, and like you said, wasn't entirely competitive, I actually think Florida looked better than I thought. Um, yeah, than I, I thought mean, they were going but to. If, if they don't score in the fourth quarter, um, you know, with no uh, seven, seven minutes left, it's, 20, can... it's 24 to three is the final. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, 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 no. We can argue it both it, ways, but yeah, ultimately, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, they lost. They got. They, it wasn't like I said. It wasn't entirely competitive, but but I think you can at least as a Florida fan, I think you can you can build off that. Um, and and again, I think Utah. I think the only way they're they're going to be competitive this year is Cam Rising comes back and, and gets that team in check, which I, I do think he's going to. Like I said, I think they were saying he might even come back this week, um, but but we'll keep tracking that one because because they need him. But I just think losing to a team like Utah without their number one, it's got to be a little worrisome, especially in the SEC for Florida. Um, but I think yeah. getting to a bowl game would be a win, no matter what, for Florida. Which is yeah, I mean they're, they they're, knew going yeah. in. Yeah, their their season totals five and a half, so I, I right. think getting to a bowl game is a good year for them. Um, they 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 so we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm sure we'll keep talking about them just because I hear about it so much. Um, but but they'll be they'll be on the back burner. They have, they have three kind of the SEC typical. Um, schedule they, they're going to play some bad teams coming up here so um, we, we will not be talking about them in the next couple of weeks um, and then on Thursday only other game again I mentioned this earlier I don't know how Nebraska keeps losing these games um, I, the touchdown that Minnesota threw at the end of the game um, truly remarkable catch that that was an unbelievable catch vintage Gus Johnson call on that um not too much other to add than I, I just think Nebraska's cursed. I, I don't I don't know how they keep losing these games like this. And and honestly, I, I feel bad for Nebraska fans. They want to be good so bad. And I think Matt Rule, I know Connor doesn't like Matt Rule because the Panthers. I think Matt Rule's a good coach and I think he'll figure it out. But but holy shit, those guys, I don't I don't know how those fans do it because they love Nebraska football more than anything. Yeah, this was a game that if you took someone that had never watched a game of college football and put them in a chair and made them watch it, they would hate <laughs> the sport. They would hate yeah. the sport. Um, yeah, that's just uh, just a gross game overall. Obviously, don't know how Nebraska keeps losing these games, but ultimately, I don't have much to say on this game. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I again, I didn't, I didn't really watch it until the to the end, and it was just like you just knew in the back of your head the whole time Nebraska's going to lose the game. Like it doesn't matter what the score is, Nebraska's going to lose the game. Um, so just funny game, not, not too much to add there, but just, just remarkable how that team keeps doing it. Um, you got anything else on Thursday, Connor? I think that uh, nothing else on Thursday. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing else. And then Friday, honestly, the slate was pretty light. Um, I only have one game to talk about here. Um, and, and it's just the Louisville Georgia tech game. Um, I, I watched a good bit of this just, just it was the only game on, it was on ESPN. Um, and really the only thing I have to take here. Um, I think there's two big takeaways from this game. One, I think Georgia Tech can win some frisky games this year in the ACC. Um, Haynes King was really good. And, I mean, they they, they went off in that second quarter. Um, I, I think Georgia Tech is going to be able to win some weird games and potentially throw a wrench in uh, the ACC race with, with no more divisions. Um, so I'm not super familiar with their schedule. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if they win some weird games this year and, and just like again, they might go three and nine, and they might beat a Clemson or a UNC or a, one of those top end teams in just a stupid game. Um, they they feel like a team that can make some upset noise this year. Um, and then with Louisville, there's been maybe the, the most besides Florida State the most hyped up team this year um, with the with the biggest expectation. I mean, a lot of people were taking Louisville as an ACC championship contender. Um, hopefully this performance silenced all those people because, uh, I mean, Louisville is not good. They Jack Plummer did not play well. Um, they they somehow found a way to win the game. They got a couple of bounces that went their way and and whatever. But I I don't I don't think Louisville is very good. So I just we'll see. I mean, their their schedule is super easy, and that's why a lot of people like them so much this year. But but I, I mean. Well, you you see what you see what Florida State did last night, and then you see what Louisville did on Friday night, and you want to tell me that Louisville can make an ACC championship? And it's, it's like what what are we what are we really talking about here? So that that's all I have from that game. But I, I don't know if you even watched it, but it, it was just a I I just I'm sick of the Louisville hype here. Yeah, no, I went out to eat. I didn't. I I had this game on the phone while I was eating dinner. Um, it it didn't really interest me at all. Um. 
Uh, I was looking at Georgia Tech's schedule because you said they might be frisky. They have UNC at the end of October, October 28th. Uh, that could be an interesting one because UNC, yeah. I mean, they look great. They could be undefeated going great. into that game. And I, I could see them, you know, stumbling to a, a team like Georgia Tech, which would be hilarious. Um, which which but, they but did yeah. last year. They lost – UNC lost Georgia Tech last right, year. Right, right. It's just one of those games that UNC, no matter how good they look, it's just one where they're going to struggle. And State does the same thing too. State yeah, will lose exactly. to these like Boston colleges that make – it makes no sense. Yeah, um, it's just like but, how do you lose that game too? So just just one team to follow is I, I'm t- I think Georgia Tech's going to win one of these weird games this year, um, no and then Louisville again. I'm 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 not I'm I'm so over the Louisville hype, and then seeing them basically lay an egg, and, and again the, the score they won thirty nine thirty four. The score was was not like they, they got a breakaway touchdown at the end. It it just wasn't that type of game, and it was just weird to see. And I I don't know I'm I'm just not very high on on. Louisville. Yeah, um, but I agree with you. Yeah, we can keep moving, and and you, we'll, we'll move to. Say, I don't think there was any other Friday games. Um, nope. That I was tuned into. Um, where do you, Where do you want to start for Saturday? I, I guess we'll start with the biggest game of the day, uh, the East Carolina Michigan game. Yeah, go for it. Uh, again, our, our <laughs> this this was a game we talked about a lot, um, but but feel free dive dive in here. We'll, we'll have very different takes here, but. Yeah, I mean, my take was East Carolina for as good as Michigan is. I thought we looked fine. Uh, obviously, we have a quarterback controversy. I don't know who's going to start this week. Um, both quarterbacks came in and, and did some things well. It's hard to get a read for how good the team looked against a Michigan defense that, I mean, it, it's going to be probably a top 10 defense in the country. And then obviously that offense is incredible. J.J. McCarthy's very good. Uh, so is uh, Blake Corum um, or Corum. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think our run defense looked great. Uh, we slowed them down, and I, I like I predicted, we did slow them down. Uh, and I said if they're gonna, if we're going to get picked apart, it's going to be through the air, and that's that's exactly what J.J. McCarthy did. Uh, J- Javorius Bond, he's like our true freshman running back. He made some huge plays on Saturday, which really gets me excited uh, for the rest of the season because, I mean, we'll never face a defense halfway as good as that. Um, yeah. And then Siobhan Revel at corner looked good. He's 6'2", 180. I think he'll make some big plays this year. Uh, Jeremy Lewis made a couple big tackles. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think our team's honestly – I'm optimistic after that performance on defense especially. Uh, we had a goal line stand that – I mean, y'all were still playing your starters on that. You were trying to score. And, and oh, 100%. 100%. And 100%. I, that was a great I mean, stand. It, it, our defensive line looked exactly how I thought they would look. Um, our, our secondary, it's hard to tell – we're not facing receivers or quarterback like that the rest of the year. So I, I am optimistic on the season. We got to figure out a quarterback because I'm not a two quarterback system guy. I, I don't want to have two guys playing every single game. So hopefully we get that figured out. But other than that, I think we look good. Our running backs look strong um, for the most part. I hate the shotgun delayed run. It doesn't work. Uh, bounce, <laughs> get us the outside fast or, or just do a, you know, <laughs> or play action. Don't delay yeah. the handoff to the middle yes they, they did not they did not have very much success with that no but at the end of the day i i, I think it, it's it, it's tough to get a true read but i'm i think our defense did the part i mean y'all scored 30 points it probably should have been 26 you guys got a bullshit touchdown call the ref clearly was bought out by michigan uh they had <laughs> big 10 refs that game um so no surprise there um but i mean jj mccarthy was a whole half yard, maybe a full yard in front of the line of scrimmage. And it, it still was ruled a touchdown. So I don't, I don't know how that was called, but yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I could talk all day about this, but I'll let, I'll let Hudson take over here. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I honestly don't know how that was called a touchdown. Um, that was a, that was a tough call for an ECU fan. And again, it, it's one of those things that it, it didn't necessarily affect the outcome of the game. Um. But if I'm an ECU fan, I, I understand being upset in, in that situation. You you come in and, and obviously everyone's excited for week one and, and then that kind of happens. And and after that, I mean, the, the game was never really close, I think. If it had uh, determined the spread, that would have been a big one. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and again, it, like you said, it, it didn't really affect anything. Um, I, I honestly don't know if ECU had a snap in, in Michigan territory in the first half. Um, the defense looked very good. Um, I, I think to Connor's point, 
Um, the the ECU defensive line looked very good. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things um, from Michigan's standpoint, they got through the game healthy. Um, one, one game closer to getting Harbaugh back. Sharon Moore was out, who was off our offensive coordinator and our offensive line coach. Um, and, and I think that was a little bit understated. Um, but to Connor's point, I, I, to Connor's other points, um, JJ McCarthy was phenomenal. Um, highest completion percentage um, in Michigan history, actually, with with minimum of, of 25 passes. Um, so encouraged to see that. Roman Wilson um, was a guy who who he's very to good. Step up this year. He's yeah very good. he 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 was the guy who caught that long uh, touchdown in the College Football Plus semifinal game that they somehow overturned, and then Khalil Mullins fumbled on the next play. Um, that was that was Roman Wilson, and he was good last year. But he he looks like he can be really good this year. He scored three times on six catches. Um, Blake Corum definitely looked a little rusty. Um, but again, I, I think we didn't really open up the playbook here. I think this was kind of a get in, no, you didn't need get to. out. You didn't need to. And, and exactly. It was, it was definitely a, a there, there's a talent gap here. And, and like Connor said, ECU, ECU played well. They covered the spread. I think if you're an ECU fan, you can be happy with the performance. Um, you collect your check, you go home. I, I think they were relatively healthy coming out of that game. Um, and I think from the Michigan standpoint, again, the, f- the first three games are all about just win the spread. Like, if you look good, great. If As long as you don't play close games, they don't really matter. That game was, that game was, never, that game was never close. Um, and and that's, that's all you need from, from Michigan standpoint in the non-con. Get it back, get Harbaugh back, and then we get rolling in Big Ten play. Um, so, from the Michigan standpoint, I'm happy. The only thing is – ECU with the all-time sad field goal kicking on third down at the end of the game. I respect I, it. I because... disagree with that. I, it's a confidence thing. We we don't have a kicker. Like our kickers are historically bad. I think that builds confidence. So I think we have to kick it there. I, I'm not. A yeah. It, it, we're we're we we need a kicker. <laughs> I mean, I I guess. But that was that was a sad field goal. You're you're down. We 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 big cat has coined this term, the sad field goal when when you're down. 30 points and you're kicking a field goal on third down to end the game. So you don't get shut out. That, that is the definition of a sad field goal, but I, I understand. It, 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 I, I it looks better than 30 to zero. I'll tell you that. A hundred percent. I get it. I understand it, but it, it was an all time sad field goal. Um, it's fair. I mean, yeah. Uh, if, if you're an ECU fan, it was so good to see it go through the uprights. If he missed that, we would have been in shambles. I mean, another year of a bad kicker. Well, I'm happy you guys got that. Um, again, it, it was it was a cool game. It was cool. It was a great uniform matchup. ECU undeniably has awesome uniforms. The 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 shiny purple helmets are awesome. I love them every time. Um, so so cool for ECU. Cool that that this podcast got this game week one. Um, no question. And honestly, honestly, just excited to to not have to hear ECU fans tell me for six months that that they're going to come into the big house and win and they're going to shock the world. So. I'm excited that's over. I'm excited the game went well. Um, Michigan looked good. ECU looked good. Um, so for what it's worth, on, they did look. Good. Yeah, exactly. And and if you as ECU fans, if you're taking things away, the only the only thing they really need to figure out is the quarterback play was was not good. Um, both both of them weren't. I honestly thought the second guy was better. I don't know either. I I don't know either. So their names. the pro the pro football focus rating rated Garcia as the better quarterback, which I don't know exactly how. But yeah. I, I thought I'm Garcia, not... he started the game. He looked timid and scared. I mean, he was under-throwing guys. Like, and then Flynn came in, and he was throwing darts, and he was over-throwing guys. I'd rather you overthrow a guy than under-throw a guy. Um, yeah. And that and it, that, uh, that pick he threw to Mike Sanchez-Hill Garcia was, was so bad. So, oh, by the way, I think that was our only play over or in Michigan territory in the first half. I'm pretty sure. Which <laughs> yeah, is no, that even funnier, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that that is that it was on the punt when they when they pinned them deep and then um, right. But, which, by the way, our like, punter sucks, but he was pinning them, and then yeah, after yeah. that, after he had two lucky punts back to back, and then he forgot how to punt. <laughs> yeah, he was wild. Well, yeah. It, it, again, it was a fun game, um, but just happy, happy we can we can move past that one because Michigan, Michigan's got national championship type aspirations. Um, no doubt. The, the only goal, the only goal for the non-con is just get through unscathed, and and that's exactly what they did. Took care of business. On to the next week. 
Um, so, so the other big game at noon, um, and I think this is a game that a lot of people have been talking about, is the TCU-Colorado game. Um, TCU was a 21-point favorite and got upset at home, lost 45-42. And I think there's a couple major takeaways from this game. Um, I think, number one, I was flat-out wrong about Colorado. Um, Shador Sanders was outstanding. Um, the offense, and I think the – I can't think of the OC name, but the old head coach at Kent State was great. Yeah. And I, I think the the lack of offensive line depth and, and honestly size didn't matter as much as I thought it would. Um, I, I think Travis Hunter is the best player in college football. And honestly, I don't think it's particularly close. Um, there, there was a lot of people who, who wanted to discredit him because he went to Jackson State. He was so much better than every other player in the field. He's awesome to watch. And again, he, he is a legitimate – I think he's the best defensive player um, or two-way player since, honestly, Jabil Peppers back in Michigan's heyday. And, again, he's played one game in FBS. Hard to, hard to compare him, but, but I think he was he the number that. one recruit. Uh, I mean, yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't, exactly. like he, he, it wasn't like he lost his talent because he played at Jackson State. Yeah, 100%. But, but he, didn't, he didn't get the notoriety that he would have at, right, at, right. Uh, at, a, at a major FBS school. Um, but, again, I think, he, I think he has the potential to be a Heisman finalist this year. He won't win it just because – it's it's like the NFL MVP voting. They're just going to vote for quarterbacks every time. I don't think um, enough, I don't think Colorado will have enough wins for him to win it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and that that's my next point is I think a couple things can be true here. I think Colorado can way outperform expectations, and Colorado also can win four games. Um, I think I think TCU honestly was not as good as people wanted them to be. They lost a ton, and they lost their offensive coordinator. Chandler Morris was not good in that game. Um, he threw a couple really bad red zone interceptions. And granted, that play, that ball that Travis Hunter intercepted was legitimately the, the most freakish play I've ever seen. I, I don't – The he, instincts he was, he was unreal. He was in man coverage with a crosser on a mesh route and picked off the wheel. I, 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 don't, I don't know how he even got to the ball. Um, no, I, I don't – and that's what I'm saying. I don't think any other player in the country makes that play. Um, but – Again, credit to Colorado. Um, I couldn't have been more wrong about that game. I thought TCU was going to win in a landslide. Um, I think TCU was definitely very overvalued. I think Colorado was very undervalued in that spot, and I think there's going to be a, a big overreaction to Colorado, and I'm curious to hear your opinions on this. Um, but there's a team we're going to continue to hear about all, all year. Um, they're they're going to continue to get nationally televised games. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how kind of it goes for them, but but – their their week one performance was absolutely an A plus, and they were they were exceptional on Saturday. Yeah, um, just want to touch on something that you had mentioned uh, in our week one preview. Uh, you had talked about TCU possibly getting like four hundred yards rushing. TCU ran all over Colorado. They had two hundred sixty two yeah. yards as a team, so it, it wasn't like Colorado's defense looked incredible. It was really yeah. just Sanders was throwing the ball wherever he wanted. It, exactly. Colorado couldn't really run the ball. At all. Yeah, no, they um, couldn't, and they're and they're running back. The air. They're running back. Yeah, they're running back. Scored four times, and it's the most deceiving four touchdowns ever. It was all. It was. It was a seventy-five yard pass. It was just a bunch of just. I mean, yeah. Travis Hunter had one hundred nineteen yards receiving, and he dropped probably two balls that. I mean, he could have been over two hundred yards receiving. He dropped a forty-five yard touchdown in his, in the bread basket. It was a perfect yeah. throw. Uh, yeah. That was in like the first quarter, I think. Um, yeah. The game was uh, – Sanders won that game for them. Uh, obviously, Hunter as well. But those two guys looked incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I think Colorado – I'd put them kind of on a on a cusp of a, a bowl game this year now. Uh, I don't – I mean, they're definitely not winning more than six games. I don't think oh, – uh, uh, There's no oh, chance. 100. Yeah. There, there's people talking like they're a top 25 team. I don't think that's the case. Do I think they could sniff a seven and five record? Possibly, but most likely a six and six. The Pac twelve is is really really tough this year. Um, yeah, I yeah, mean, they, I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't think they're getting to a bowl. Um, no, I don't I don't either. But like, I mean, you got to think they play at Oregon, they play USC, they play Oregon State, and they play Utah. Yeah, um, they have to get their wins versus you know UCLA at Washington state, like they're winnable games, but yeah. I just, I don't see 
this sort of stuff going on every single game. And if it does, you know, prove me wrong. I'm going to bet them. uh, Like I will bet them throughout the year because they're exciting and fun to bet on. Yeah. Um, But I think they talked about the line for this Nebraska game opened at minus 10 to start the year. Nebraska was a 10 point favorite and now they're minus three. That's insane movement. Overreaction. It was, but I don't know. Yeah. No, it was, it was, uh, before Colorado's game on Saturday, they were plus seven going into next week at home. They are, now, they are now minus three. And I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know about you. I will be taking Nebraska solely out of out of just just this. That's that's too much movement. I, I, I know Colorado look great. If, I, if well, I'm if i if I'm wrong and I get burned, well, something I'll get, that I'll get Nebraska, burned. Nebraska is going to play a completely different style than TCU. I mean, we saw it yeah. against Minnesota. The game was boring. Can yeah. Colorado is Colorado going to dictate this dictate the speed of the game, or is Nebraska going to be able to just have their way with them physicality wise and and make it you know a low scoring game? In a low scoring game, I don't think Colorado stands a chance. I think they need to win these shootouts um, because ultimately their defense is just not that good, um, yeah. other than Travis Hunter, um, because they got uh, TCU had their way on the ground. So I think these bigger Pac twelve teams. Uh, Oregon, you know, USC, they're going to have a field day with Colorado. Uh, Utah is going to run all over them. So I do think they're better than advertised, though, in the beginning of the season. Um, I think those people that sit there with that win total at three and a half are a little nervous right now. Oh, I'm nervous. Um, I, took I, them I, under three, I took them under three and a half. I'm nervous. Confirm. Right. And I know some people that did the three and a half and they bumped it to four and a half and, and, and five and a half. I mean, uh, five and a half, uh, you're probably still safe at. I could see five wins, five to six wins. But um, I think those people at three and a half are definitely nervous after that first game performance. Yeah, no, I think there's a couple win totals. One that we'll get to a team later in this episode that that honestly might be dead after week one. Um, and I think Colorado is one of them. Um, I, I feel terrible about under three and a half. But, but let's keep moving here because we, we still got a couple more games to cover. Um, we're only on the 12 o'clock part of, of the noon slate here. Yeah. Um, I could talk. I could talk about this all day, but um, the games were good this week. They they really yeah, were. Exactly, they they were good. Um, the only the only other or there's two other Saturday games I have. The, the next one I want to talk about um, is the the Ohio State Indiana game. Um, I'm going to try to sit here, and obviously I'm a Michigan fan. I'm going to try to sit here and not overreact. But holy shit, did Ohio State look bad? Um, the defense the, – wow, that was, that, that was a tough one on the boys there. Um, the defense – again, the defense did, did not – looked looked good for uh, for Ohio State. I think, I think again, the Indiana averaged less than three yards of play. The Indiana offense is really bad. Um, and and I, think, I think we can all agree on that. Indiana is not a good football team, and the fact they won that game 23-3 to three, um, Kyle McCord was was not good in this spot at all. He, he threw a pretty bad interception. Um, and and a, one thing I wanted to kind of talk about is what I just found weird about that. Um, there there was two major storylines that I take away from the Ohio State offense, especially because I think the defense is good enough that they can win games. But I think for them to win a national championship, the offense has to be kind of where it's been previously, and we did not see that. And I think there's there's two things to look at here. I think one, you look at Emeka Abuka and Marvin Harrison had five catches for 34 yards and no touchdowns against Indiana. Um, I think Indiana did a spectacular job taking them away. Um, but if Indiana can do that, that's that's not a great sign. Um, I, and Kyle McCord, if he can't get them the ball, that that's probably it doesn't matter how great Marvin Harrison and Emeka Abuka are. If if he doesn't have someone who can get them the ball. That's that's bad news. That you got to get the ball in Marvin Harrison's hands. Um, you you just have to. And then another thing that that was slightly concerning for that offense is Ryan Day came out before the game and said, um, "We really, really, really want to to change our identity this year and run the ball." Um, they didn't. They were not able to run the ball in Indiana at all. Um, I, I I don't know what their final stats ended up, but I think their leading rusher. Um, Travion Henderson scored. I can't remember the other kid, the other back's name. Um, I think he had like 55 yards or 57 yards. Um, they, they're not able to run the ball and that, that feels like a problem. And, and honestly, I, this team gives me very 2016 Michigan vibes where 
the defense is among the best in the country. I don't know if Ohio State's going to be quite that good, but but they have an elite defense, and the offense just doesn't have the horsepower, which which sounds crazy to say for Ohio State, but the offense doesn't quite have the horsepower to, to win that big game where Michigan fi- finished fifth in the college football playoff that year and lost in the Orange Bowl to Florida State. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to try not to overreact too much, but, but if I'm an Ohio State fan, I'm worried. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm worried after that performance. Yeah, I didn't watch this game, um, but I would agree. I, we have a we have a good buddy that's an Ohio State fan. I, I can tell you right now he's not happy with the performance. I uh, haven't talked to him about it, but I know he's not happy. Um, they, they need to figure it out because your quarterback can't be going 20 or 33 for 240 yards and an interception against Indiana, especially yeah. with the receivers they have. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting – I'm going to overreact, and I don't think Ohio State's that good. I think they can still win ten games, nine games in a big in the Big Ten, but I mean, especially with the way Penn State, Drew Aller looked for them, um, I, I think Ohio State might be the third best team in the Big Ten, and, and that's and who knows with Wisconsin and Iowa. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I, Ohio State's a team we're going to watch closely here for the next couple of weeks to try to get a true feel for them. Maybe it was just a bad game, but yeah, exactly, something. and and that it could it could have definitely just been a bad day. Um, Devin Brown didn't really play. It was weird. He had one, he had one series in the first half, and I think he handed the ball three times, and they punted. Um, it was just a weird game. Uh, again, I'm not fully ready to write off Ohio State because I've seen this story before, um, but it, it, it's just something to monitor. I'm very excited for the Notre Dame game in, in two weeks for them. Um, that that's going to be a great test, a great game, and and it should see how Ohio State looks in that one. Yeah, we'll learn a lot about them in that one. But, yeah, I can go ahead and jump to the next one if you want. Um, yep, that, let's go. Bo- Boise State and Washington. Um, this I was super excited for this game, and it was kind of a letdown. Boise started off strong, and it looked like it was going to be an offensive game between two really talented offenses, and it was not. The Washington defense stepped up, and Michael Penix, I mean, he's him. He, he's a legit yeah. Heisman candidate. Uh, he throws one of the prettiest deep balls in the country, I think. Um, and his receiving core is unreal. I yeah. mean, they, they looked they looked incredible. I, I know they had, I think, like nine or ten offensive starters returning, and it looked like it because they didn't miss a step from last year. Um, I think they're going to be, you know, a team that can easily be in college football contention here at the end of the year, but they looked, they looked legit. And I still think Boise is not a bad team, and we'll find out. Yeah. Obviously, Boise plays uh, Central Florida this week, which should be a pretty good – uh, pretty good non – well, I guess it is a Power 5 game now, but um, that should be a good one. But either way, Washington definitely solid team. They looked, they looked incredible. And their defense looked much improved, which I think is a big, big piece for Washington. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think what you said about defense at the end there is important. And I, I think Washington looked very good. I think, I think like, like we knew, they were given a lot of vintage Oregon vibes um, to where they can just score every single time they touch the ball. Um, they're going to be fun. They're, they're going to be – I, I all I'm saying is I don't know what week it is. I don't know when it happens, but I'm very excited for Washington uh, USC because that game is going to be awesome. It's just going to be points. It's it's so it, many points. I don't care what the over is. I'm taking it. it. I don't know what week it is. I don't know when it's happening. I'm taking the over. Um, but but again, I think Washington looked really good. I think they were very impressive. And like you said, I think a lot of people. I think Boise was another fairly trendy pick um, week one. Yeah, I I got um, I trended into that one. Um, that was, I, I was so big on Washington, but I just got, you know, I fell in love with the idea of Boise covering that 14 and a hook. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and Washington, Washington was great. Um, so good for those fans. They should be excited. They, they have a good team out there for sure. They get, by the way, they get USC November 4th. So that could be, yeah. I mean, that could be two teams that are eight. No, I mean, that's college game day written all over. That's a great, Absolutely. great, hundred um, percent. I don't know other top games that week, but I'm, you're right. That game is going to be incredible. It could be in the fifties or sixties, but yeah. I mean, honestly, with the way Washington's defense looked, though, watch out. They they could be the front runner in the Pac-12 right now. Yeah, and in my for opinion, sure. they're, they're they're my front runner. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. They're my Pac-12 winner this year, so I I would agree with that. Um, then then just go to the night games real quick. I didn't watch a ton of night games just because I was at the uh, uh, North Carolina South Carolina game, which we'll touch on in a second. I um, just wanted. Go real real quick, West Virginia, Penn State. Connor touched on this. Drew Alar was spectacular. 
Um, Penn State's running backs were good. Um, again, don't want to overreact too much. I think West Virginia is is very, very, very bad. Um, I, I'm but, not. But this is a rivalry. Pesky, yeah, no, pesky no, rivalry. Or they uh, like to claim it to be. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. And and I love I love Penn State going and covering the spread at the end of the game. They that knew was exactly James what... Franklin. The hatred for him. It, a lot of people hate James Franklin, but that was the funniest cover I've ever. That seen. was. It made. I mean, that made was, no sense. It made no it made, sense. It made no sense that they ran that play. And good for him. He did it for the Penn State fans. Um, Bo his Bo Prebula or Prebula. Yeah. <laughs> He, we he's were all the most on, loved backup in the country right now. <laughs> exactly. We were we were all on Penn State, so we were we were happy. Um, but but yeah, I mean, what a what a move by Franklin. But but in, in all seriousness, Drew Lar looked very good. He looked to the part. Um, I'm very excited to see Drew Lar against against a uh, a real team um, when 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 uh, the Big Ten play gets started. So good 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 performance from Penn State. Yeah, and their running backs they look they look solid. Nothing spectacular, yeah. but they definitely look solid. Um, yeah, they have a good they have a good two headed snake for sure. Yeah, I, the Penn State definitely going to be good, but not too much more in that game. Yeah, um, and then let's just talk about North Carolina, South Carolina here. Um, Connor Connor couldn't have been more spot on here. Um, I I went to the game. It it was it was honestly pretty fun, but there's there's two there's two major storylines in that game, in, in my opinion, one. Drake May is is as good, if not better, than advertised. Um, he he can carry that team to the ACC championship this year. He's that good. Um, and so I take it back because I have three storylines. UNC's defensive line was great and dominated all night, um, and their defense was dramatically better than last year. Um, they they took that personally. Everyone clowning them all off season. Um, and then the third big takeaway from from South Carolina standpoint is that team is not cohesive. Connor, you nailed this in the uh, in the SEC preview. Um, it, it felt like those guys had no experience playing together. The tackles were horrific, and Rattler, although he put up a pretty good stat line, um, I think he threw for like 350 yards, which I still don't know how. Um, but but he was not good in that game. He took a couple really bad intentional groundings a couple times. He just just I, just not in his defense. I mean, he was getting. Blitz. Yeah, like, I mean, he was getting attacked all game. I thought he uh, no, a hundred percent. Um, it, it it was it was the line's fault. I mean, or I mean, ultimately, I guess the defensive line of Carolina. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I want to give more credit here to UNC's defensive line because I I thought they were great. Um, then then take away more credit from from South Carolina. I I don't know what that what the outlook for South Carolina looks like. Um, if I'm a UNC fan, I'm very excited. I I think they they. They they can run the table this year. They looked they looked great. Yeah, just a couple of defensive stats from that game. Uh, Carolina nine sacks and sixteen tackles for loss. Um, obviously, yeah. sacks are baked into that. Um, and then South Carolina defensive stats zero sacks and one tackle for loss. Uh, this game it was thirty one to seventeen. It could have been forty five to seven. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a complete domination. If if South Carolina didn't rush the ball, or sorry, pass the ball as well as as they did, um, which Rattler at times did look good when he had time to throw, this game would have been, it would have been a blowout. Uh, yeah. Carolina looked great. Drake May's yeah. unbelievable. One of his interceptions, the receiver gave up on him, which I, I hate when receivers do that. The defensive player yeah. is just more aggressive. It just it just makes me mad as a former receiver. Um, because it's it's not the quarterback's fault. The receiver on a scramble drill needs to come to the ball, and the guy's just like lollygagging out there. It just makes me mad. But uh, Drake yeah. is fan- fantastic. Yeah, I, and again, I think he's got a lot of hype. I, I think he out. I think he outperformed. I, I mean, he he was he was by far the best player in the field. And and again, if I'm a UNC fan, I leave that game feeling great because I think I think. Your two major question marks were answered, and and you knew Drake May was going to be good, but to see him do it again is is encouraging. And then to see that defense is probably the most encouraging thing you that could have happened for UNC in that game. No question. So I I have the under on both these teams for the season. I'm very worried about the UNC under at this point. Um, it, it, they they look very good. I'm chalking that one pretty much as dead off the rip. 
I have South Carolina's under, and I'm very, very happy with what I saw out of them. Um, yeah. I had I, mentioned I think they got lucky in a few of their games last year and just kind of got hot at a weird time beating Tennessee and Clemson. And I said, yeah. I don't see them doing that sort of thing this year. And I feel like my prediction so far is pretty accurate. Obviously, a lot can change, but definitely happy with the South Carolina under. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that that's all I got for Saturday games, Connor. I don't know if you have any others you want to touch on there. Yeah, just one more thing. Uh, UNC's running back, British Brooks. What a name. Great name. But, but Great he, name. Looked, he looked very, very solid running the ball yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, they, they, their whole team looked good, and the uniforms look good. UNC's uniforms always look good. I, I can't stand Carolina. Um, I, know, I know you don't like Carolina, but but their uniforms are sweet. I'm they giving them praise, though. They, they looked incredible. Um, my grandpa, he, uh, he actually couldn't watch this game because of the whole Spectrum fiasco. Um, so he was going to the channel and then clicking guide and then he'd get the score and then he would call me and I'd fill him in. Um, so just, a, a unfortunate for all the, uh, elderly folks in, in spectrum, uh, not being able to watch ESPN. Cause I think it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. sorry, I just wanted to squeeze that in there because I am in the I same mean, situation where I am, but luckily I have, uh, I have a laptop. So, um, yeah, I, no, that's, I, I mean, work that's... with that. That's absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, that's, it's, that's it, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm happy I don't inspect them. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm you, done we, with Saturday games. We can jump into Sunday's games because I know there's, yeah. there's one in particular you definitely want to cover, and I think there's a couple that you you, you hit on pretty well. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I had, I had a good, good day on Sunday after a historically bad day on Saturday. Um, real quick, just a, just a quick shout-out to, uh, to my boy Triggs, who coaches at Rutgers. Um, they, they looked good. Um, they, I mean, I, I don't know how great they're going to be for the season. They played maybe the worst FBS team, but they looked good. They executed. They won a game at home. And, and again, good, good for Rutgers. Good win. I was on them. They covered. Um, that, that's all these. We said, I, I would assume you don't have any input to add on that game. Is That was maybe one of the worst games in the FBS season. Yeah, had nothing to input on Northwestern yeah. other than that. They yeah. suck once again. And it's just – it's sad because – I don't think they'll ever get better in the Big Ten. So uh, that's it's hard. All I have for yeah, them. but it, exactly, want, it's hard to get. I, I can jump right into my Beavers. Yeah, go for it. To, to go for Cardinals. it. The the Oregon State Beavers looked great. That line was yep. sitting at around fourteen by kickoff. Um, San Jose State was getting a ton of love because they put up twenty eight points against USC. Oregon State shut them down. Um, I mean. DJU looked great passing the ball. He's 20 of 25 for 240 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Damian Martinez on the ground, just feed him the rock. I mean, yeah, he's a good running back in his sophomore year. He's, he's going to be able to run on pretty much any defense this year. Um, and their O-line and yeah, is really, really good. Their O-line is extremely solid. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw their goal line. Uh, DJU had two rushing touchdowns. He had five touchdowns overall, which is awesome to see yeah but he had two just qb sneaks on the goal line literally they could not stop it um, yeah i mean I, I didn't san jose state's a different team but yeah it's yeah it's one of those yeah. where i'm very excited for the rest of the season with uh, yeah I, I, to be honest I, I didn't watch a lick of this game i was out i was in orlando for the florida state lsu game last night um i i, I bet uh oregon state i think that that line moved too much, and I think you're right. People they got more respect for scoring on a USC defense that we know to be not that good. Um, and so I mean, they still happy. gave up 56 to to USC, so it wasn't like their defense. It wasn't like it was a close game at all. They just scored yeah. a lot because USC exactly. defense is bad. Yeah, a hundred percent. And 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 one more thing on that game, I, I'm very happy for DJU. Um, I'm also very happy because it's more of just a kind of fuck you to Clemson more than anything. It's just like a hey. It's, it's your system. It's not me. Um, you, you like to see a guy get his confidence back like that and to see how well he played yesterday. I'm, I'm excited for DJU because I don't know if you ever – I don't know if you saw any of his, like, post-game interviews from last year. I can't, There was one in particular. He he seems like he just couldn't be a nicer guy. And he's a very he nice guy, yeah. He's a big family man too. Like, I think he he is – if he can keep this play up, I, I definitely see him getting drafted. I mean, he's a very yeah. – his throws in this game, if you watch the highlights, they're all pinpoint – uh, he looks strong in the pocket too, so I'm, I'm very optimistic on Oregon State. Um, I think 
they're going to be a top 25 team all year long. They just got to win the big ones. Um, Agreed. Also, we're not going to know with uh, DJU and that offense because Garrett Riley's now at Clemson. So it's like it's going to – I assume the offense is going to be more air raid and completely different. But we'll find yeah. out tonight. But it is going to yeah. be – that is kind of a thing that's going to suck. We're not ever going to know. Yeah, and, and and I was just saying more of a – if DJU can kind of perform in this and he could in the old one, I think you can just – you can kind of just rub it up Dabo's ass. Um, exactly. I'm clearly, I'm clearly not a Dabo guy if that, if that hasn't been abundantly clear. I think I, I, I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> But yeah, um, very, very, very happy with the Beavers and how they started the season. One yeah, and zero. No, exactly. That's that's all you want after week one. Um, and then and then to the biggest game of the week. Um, I was I was at this game, the the Florida State LSU game. Um, first of all, I mean, what an environment. Um, I, I think probably everyone watched this one. If you're a college football fan, you tuned in. It was the best game of the weekend. It was a standalone on a Sunday night on a holiday weekend. Um. I mean, what an environment it was from from the second we touched down in Orlando yesterday till till this morning at the airport. Um, it, it was spectacular. Orlando's a great place, Camping World Stadium. Kind of sucks, but the environment made up for it. Um, I mean, Florida State showed out. Um, the, the fans, the the team, everything about it. Um, and again, I've I've been extremely high on Florida State this entire offseason. You guys know you're probably sick of hearing me talk about them. And I honestly think they even outperformed expectations last night, which which is crazy because they had such crazy expectations in itself. And and just looking at that game a little bit, it it was in the first half. It was a little bit first game jitters. There was that muff punt. There was the pick on the next play. Um, it was a little bit of a kind of back and forth, back and forth. Um, and and boy, did FSU come out of that locker room good. Um, Keon Coleman, I think, solidified himself as a top five receiver in college football. He was unguardable last night. Um, the reason I loved FSU so much last week was because of the was was because of the inexperience at the secondary position from LSU. Um, that was put on that was put on display all night. Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman both had 100 yards, and Keon Coleman scored three times. Um, and then again, going back to the ACC preview. Um, Jaheim Bell scored twice. Keon Coleman scored twice. Fentrell Cyper, something, some I can't remember his name exactly. He he locked. I mean, he he was great. He was great. The transfers were great. Jordan Travis was great. Um, I, Florida State, I think, opened a lot of eyes last night for people who have just kind of heard the hype and didn't want it, didn't want to listen. Um, but I think they 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 are at the table, and and they are a legit national championship contender. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just jump right into it. Uh, I, I had talked a lot about Brian Kelly being a good coach. He was awful in this game. Um, awful. Yeah, LSU's awful. initial drive looked great. They get down. They get two a, plays. Honestly, two I, plays. I think, they're on the one yard line. And I don't even think that was roughing the quarterback. To be it, it wasn't. Honest. It was. It um, wasn't. It was a blessing. And they continue to run the same run play that ECU loves to run. It's a delayed handoff to the running back out of shotgun on the when you need one yard. Get under center and run the ball. Yeah, I, I don't get it. They honestly deserve to lose this game. Yep. Um, Kyron Lacy, I believe, is their wide receiver number eleven or three. I can't remember. He had, I think, it was eleven. He had like two or three just blatant drops. I mean, yeah. Uh, Jaden Daniels didn't. I don't think he threw the ball that bad. They were dropping the ball. He did have a couple throws to Malik Neighbors though, where he's just throwing like bullets or back shoulders, and Neighbors kept pointing to the sky, giving yeah. the guy a chance. I know Jordan Travis threw a couple to Keon Coleman and just said, "Hey, I'm gonna let my guy make the play." Bet exactly. My, my guy's better than your guy. A hundred percent. I think in college football, especially the receivers are so talented that the corner is just, it's hard for them to keep up and you got to let your guy make a play. And I don't yeah. think Jaden Daniels did that enough. Uh, Malik neighbors only caught the ball six times. I don't know how many times he was targeted, but he was ultimately a non-factor. Uh, Keon Coleman, Michigan state transfer. He's, he's going to be so good in the NFL. And yeah. He has everything you want. He's a big target. He looked, he had some breakaway speed on that one touchdown. Yeah, um, on the first one. Yeah, and he made a couple guys miss. So I, I, I'm just – I'm going to buy into the Florida State hype. They're very good. Um, are they 
national championship worthy? I don't know yet. It's it's the first game of the season. There's a lot to be seen. Um, and I I honestly think LSU rolled over in that second half. Um, yeah, I, I think no, it, yeah, yeah. I I think I think two things can be true. I I think Florida State can look great, and I think LSU could have also been wildly overhyped. I I think those both those statements can both be true in the, in this state in this but circumstance. I could even argue if these two teams play again, I think the spread is within you know it's six or seven points in Florida State's oh, favor. But I still think a hundred percent. I think LSU ultimately left so many points in that first half on the board. I mean, LSU, for the first half they played, they probably should have been up by about seven or ten points, and they were only up three. Um, it, was one of those, it was one of those circumstances where if you're LSU, you had to step on their throats when you could, and you didn't. And, and right. that's, that's what happens when you play good teams. And, and you, big time you, you, gave, you gave Florida State hope because they're sitting on the, on the sideline going, how are we not down by two scores? And, a, and to be honest, crazy. that's what we – that's what we were saying at halftime is, is if you're a Florida state fan, you're like, we're only down three. They played, they didn't play that well. Like they went three yeah. and out four times. Like they didn't. And it's like, you look at the score, you only down three. So. Um, and that's I, another I, thing going forward on fourth down is a time and a place. I think ultimately I know why Brian Kelly did it on that first drive because all the momentum was with Florida state after getting like basically six straight goal line stands. Yeah. But, I think in that in a game like this, you take the points. You you had six plays to score and you couldn't score. Yeah, first off, I mean, first off, call it call a play that's not out of the shotgun. I I can't stand it. Yeah, and if it's out of the shotgun, don't run up the middle. Have your guy roll out of the pocket. It's a it, just bad play calling. It was honestly LSU deserved to lose this game. I have nothing else really to say. Um, I'm just not very happy with uh, the game. Brian Kelly coached, but yeah, I mean, Florida State's great. I'm excited to watch them. You could hear the the seminal chant on the TV, which I love when you can kind of hear the background noise because it just makes you feel like you're actually there. Yeah, no, the the atmosphere, like I said, I, I can't say enough good things, even even the LSU fan. I mean, everyone there, it was just a fun game to be a part of. I'm very happy I went. Um, that's why my voice is gone because I was, I was hitting the war chant all night. But um, – Again, my, my national championship again is Michigan versus Florida State. Um, I, I feel very good about that. Um, and, and again, I gave out Florida State to make the college football playoff at plus 375, I believe, in our preseason show. Um, I think at this point, Florida State really has a, has a great path. And I know we're in week one and we're talking about path to the college football playoff. But even if Florida State lose because they got this game, and this is the difference for LSU now, because Florida State got this game, if they do go and lose at Clemson in three weeks and they avenge that loss in the ACC championship, I would say they're absolutely in the college football playoff. So, yeah, it's – I mean, their schedule is very favorable. Um, they yeah. Get, they, but, get, they get Duke at home. They get Miami at home. And yeah. then, and then they, they play at Florida. But ah, Florida looks terrible. Um, yeah. It, the Clemson. So, the good part is they can literally lose the Clemson game or win the Clemson game. They'll still play Clemson again, likely. And yeah. then if they exactly. split that, I think a thirteen and one team that just lost in the ACC championship, unless Clemson is also thirteen and one, I think Florida State gets in because of that win over LSU. As long as LSU is still good. Yeah, and and we've talked about this. That's the advantage to scheduling a tough non-con game is when you win it, it it bumps you, but when you lose it, it, it knocks you. Um, right. It's a risk, but when you can go out and perform like that, which it essentially was a blowout, um, I mean, you, you can't say enough good things about Florida State. So they're going to continue to get all their flowers this week. They should. They deserve it. They're going to be great. They're going to be a fun team going forward, and I'm excited to watch their games the rest of the way. Yeah, and, I mean, Jordan Travis, he, he's a stud. I mean, he made all the right plays, all the right decisions. Only thing is, in the fourth quarter, he was still lowering his shoulder. And I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, he can't be doing that when you're up, when you're up yeah, the, 20 points on LSU and you're lowering your shoulder into some of those guys. I would think twice because if he yeah, goes down, no, that was is, yeah, absolutely. That one was right I, in front of us, and and you could hear the whole the whole stadium like hold their breath when he lowered his shoulder on that third down. It was like, I oh I God. saw that it was for the over too. I mean, they needed to score yeah. for the over, and I saw him do that, and I was like, oh no, Mike Norvell is about to yank him. I mean, you you gotta cringe as a coach watching that because I mean. College football is run by these quarterbacks. So, yep. 
Yeah, um, but yeah, it was an overall great game. I'm glad you got to witness that in person, and I'm I'm glad that uh that you know they got you out of the hole. Yeah, no good good cash. That was that was a much needed ticket cash. Um, so I think I think that's all we got for week one. Um, this episode went long. We 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 kind of knew this was going to happen. Me and Connor said 30 minutes before we started, and I'm looking we're at we're at like an hour ten. Yeah, um, I got a quick quick uh, little two things for you here. Uh, team that most impressed you, and team that least impressed you. Okay, I would go team that most impressed me is Florida State. Not even close. Um, team that was least impressive was Baylor. Um, losing losing at home as a twenty eight point underdog to or twenty eight point favorite to to uh, with Texas State. Yeah, who who by the way, Texas State are they good? Did you see that wide receivers catch by the way? Yeah, TJ Finley know. looked. TJ Finley. I mean, that's someone who you just kind of forget about. He looked awesome. Yeah, I forgot he ever existed, to be honest. Yeah, and he was there. But I'll ask you the same. How about how about what do you think? Yeah, I mean, ultimately Washington. Uh, I thought they were the most impressive team this week, just for how much hype Boise State got. I mean, they they clowned them. It wasn't yeah. even a close game. Um, yep. And then for for least impressive, I, I'm going to go Texas Tech. Um, they got a bunch of preseason hype, and to lose that game. After being up 17-0, I think it just it, – it doesn't show me a team that's going to make much noise in the Big 12. Um, you can't be losing games like that to start the season when you have, when you, when you have a lot of hype and when you're supposed to be a good team. Um, yeah, Texas Tech is on my shit list. I will not touch them the rest of the year. That was fully that was a, agree with that. That was an ab- abysmal performance. You don't go nope. up 17-0 against a bad team and then – Get the lose in double overtime. I will not touch that team. I will not talk about that team. They're they are on my shit list for sure. No doubt, no doubt about that. I won't I won't be touching them for at least four weeks. I gotta I gotta get a month away from them, and maybe one, I can one, maybe I can dabble one, back in. But yeah, one month suspension. No no question. It's the Harbaugh of self imposed. Yeah yeah self <laughs> self imposed first person him self imposed suspension. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll let we'll let you that let y'all know that on the uh, on the Instagram. No one no one yeah. should touch Texas Tech. Yeah, stay away from them. They're they're bad. Cool. Well, you you got anything else, Connor, to to kind of put a bow on week one here? No, an outstanding week. Uh, really looking forward to week two, and uh, we get a little dessert with Duke and Clemson tonight to week one. So uh, in, enjoy that one. And uh, I guess when you're listening to this, you'll probably you'll probably have already watched it, but should be a good game. Um, we'll see if Duke can keep that one close. Yeah, we're we're both on Duke, so we'll either we'll either look like geniuses or fools. But that's the best part about this thing is you guys can listen after the fact and then and then clown us for when we when we suck and then say, oh yeah, you're you're okay when you win. So um, we're both on Duke tonight. Um, we'll see. I'm excited. Yeah. Monday night football. Monday night football never sucks. So um, with that, that, that's all I got. Um, and we will see you guys later this week on Wednesday night with our week two guest picker. So with that, go, go blue, go pirates. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of first and him. While gambling is discussed in this podcast, the views of the producers are strictly opinions of their own and gambling is not promoted nor endorsed by first and him. If you believe you have a problem, please call the national gambling hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Thanks for listening and keep being him.